Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Friday, January 27th in Hong Kong, Thursday, January 26th in New York. And coming up this hour, U.S. GDP growth slows mildly as the markets look ahead to the Fed's next policy decision. Intel gives a dire forecast for the current quarter with sinking demand for PCs. And China mulls an export ban that could help the nation maintain its dominance in solar tech. The fight over the debt ceiling is intensifying. The U.S. moves to protect Hong Kong citizens from being forced to go back, and calls to ban TikTok in the U.S. are intensifying. I'm Denise Pellegrini with Global News. The women's final is set at the Australian Open. I'm Dan Schwartzman. I'll have that story and more coming up in Bloomberg Sports. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning. I'm Doug Krisner. And I'm Brian Curtis. Here are the stories we're following today. Let's take a closer look here at the slowdown in the U.S. economy. The U.S. economy beating expectations in the last quarter of 2022. And it posted the kind of mild slowdown that the Fed actually wants to see as it attempts to tame inflation. However, economists see some risks ahead in 2023, as Doug alluded to. Lindsay Piegza is one. She's chief economist at Stiefel. We are teetering towards a recession. Now, of course, the fourth quarter number does look pretty good, particularly against the backdrop of an even stronger rise in the third quarter. But when we look at what's happening with the consumer, which is the backbone of the U.S. economy, we are seeing a clear loss of momentum. Now all eyes are on a key Fed decision that's coming up on February 1st. The Fed is expected by traders to hike rates by another 25 basis points. Fed officials are signaling that rates will stay high through the rest of the year until until inflation is beaten. We're still in the flow of uh, quarterly earnings. They are thick and heavy. And today after the bell, it was Intel delivering a dire forecast for the current quarter. We have more from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. Intel was hurt by sinking demand from PC customers and tough competition in the lucrative market for server hardware. The chipmaker said first quarter sales will be $10.5 to $11.5 billion. Now that compares with an average analyst estimate of $14 billion. The outlook reflects the myriad challenges facing Intel, which was attempting to stage a comeback even before the market for PC chips, its main source of revenue, fell into a slump. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg, Daybreak Asia. Charlie, thanks very much. And Intel down 9.7% again uh, in after hours. 
Well, we're hearing that China is considering an export ban that would help the nation maintain its substantial dominance in solar manufacturing. The ban is being considered for technology used to make solar wafers. Wafers are ultra-thin silicon squares that are pieced together into solar panels, and China accounts for 97% of global output. We're told the move is still in the public consultation phase now, and no decisions have yet been made. Well, companies linked to the Indian billionaire Guatama Dani will fight back against being called bogus. We're told these companies are ready with a detailed response to accusations from a U.S.-based short seller, that being Hindenburg Research. That firm says that the companies owned by Adani engage in brazen market manipulation and accounting fraud. The Adani Group says the assertions are devoid of facts. Here's Bloomberg's PR, Sanjay. Yesterday, Adani Group CFO himself came on uh, the television. He had sent out a statement and he had come on a video and circulated the video widely to say that uh, these are all uh, you know, malicious and malafide intentions, etc. Adani Group legal head also said the same thing. And uh, they are also setting up various calls with investors to allay the fears. That is Bloomberg's PR Sanjay. By the way, we are told the Adani Group will reply to some of the issues from Hindenburg's report in an 18-page presentation titled titled Myths of Short Seller. Adani will publish a more detailed reply on Hindenburg's 100-page dossier. That will happen tomorrow. Brian. Toyota will elevate the head of Lexus to replace longtime CEO Akio Toyoda. Koji Sato is Toyota's chief branding officer and head of its luxury car division and will take over that role on April 1st. Toyota, who has held the job since 2009, will now become chairman. Toyota has been the best-selling automaker for much of Toyota's tenure. However, in 2020, Tesla overtook the company in market value with its lead in fully electrical vehicles. Bloomberg's Craig Trudell says the new CEO will be tasked with navigating the company's shift to clean energy. It is going to be a challenge for the new CEO to sort of take the company from hybrids and plug-in hybrids to we really need to take fully electric vehicles seriously and establish more of a presence. And Toyota is uh, spending $31 billion to roll out its 30 EV models by 2030. So walked us through a lot of what we saw in the GDP report that is both good and also uh, suggests a few issues down the road. But all in all, the Fed would probably be happy with this report. I think you're right about that. The one thing that I think that would concern the Fed is that if risk appetite gets to be a little too much, financial conditions begin to loosen just a bit. I think we're still at a very fragile point in the Fed's thinking. Obviously, we've got the rate uh, decision uh, next week. You know, in terms of the earnings story, we were talking a lot about the quarterly results that we've been hearing and guidance uh, for the current quarter and beyond. Bloomberg Intelligence saying that analyst estimates for profits this year will continue to fall. Major regions showing negative revision momentum. So that doesn't bode well when you consider the earnings story. It's a big question, though, to to ask ourselves, um, can we see massive job losses and, and layoffs coming? Uh, it doesn't feel like it, at least at this moment. I wanted to um, mention the Visa and MasterCard uh, reports, seeing card spending slow. It's interesting because originally spending stayed strong because of the big transfer payments from government. Then consumers had seemed to spend most of it and started maxing out their credit cards. And now we hear from Visa and MasterCard that... 
it's actually slowing now, that kind of spending. So what comes next? Recession or soft landing? Well, look at Hasbro. Preliminary adjusted EPS below estimates. And check this out. The company is going to cut about 15% of its global workforce this year. I would tie that to your, uh, your line of thinking here on the strength of the consumer. Yep, absolutely. Becomes very, very interesting going forward. Okay, it's time for global news. The U.S. moves to protect people from Hong Kong from being sent back, and President Biden slams Republicans in his first major economic speech for 2023. For more, we get to the Bloomberg Newsroom and Denise Pellegrini. Denise. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And President Biden, well, he is accusing Republicans of exploiting the debt ceiling, and he says he doesn't understand the GOP's infighting. What in God's name would the Americans give up the progress we've made for the chaos they're suggesting? I don't get it. All right. And that's Biden talking to union workers in Virginia. If Democrats and Republicans don't come to an agreement over the debt ceiling, the U.S. could default. And Republican Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina wants spending cuts. And he says Biden's current stance is just not productive. Uh, there's no question that there are opportunities to cut the, uh, the current rate of growth and spending in Washington. And it's on us as Republicans controlling one of the chambers in Congress to put forth an offer and expect Biden to step off of his I'm not negotiating stance and get to work so that we can do good for the American people. Until it's there on Bloomberg Balance Power. The Biden administration, meantime, extending a program that protects Hong Kong citizens here in the U.S. from being deported for another two years. More on that from Bloomberg's Nathan Hager. The White House made the move on the program known as Deferred Enforced Departure for certain Hong Kong citizens less than two weeks before it was due to expire. This now means Hong Kong residents who would have been deported for overstaying their visas will now be allowed to stay until January 26, 2025. In a statement, the National Security Council says this demonstrates President Biden's strong support for the people of Hong Kong in the face of increasing repression by the Chinese government. All right. Thank you, Nathan. Meantime, Chinese company in the crossfire as the U.S. ramps up sanctions on Russia over Ukraine. The Treasury Department is now slapping sanctions on Space City China and a European subsidiary, accusing the company of giving satellite images of Ukraine to the pro-Kremlin mercenary Wagner Group. The IMF is considering a massive aid package for Ukraine, as much as $16 billion. U.S. and Germany sending more tanks to Ukraine. And Jane Harman, Freedom House board chairman and former congresswoman from California telling us the U.S. may be sending even more after this. If we are committed, and certainly Lloyd Austin, who's a very impressive Secretary of Defense, says we are, to helping the Ukrainians win this war, we've got to provide them with the equipment that they need. And Russia launched a new wave of attacks earlier today. Build a ban TikTok gaining steam in Congress. FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr telling Bloomberg Television the Biden administration could deal the final blow. I think it should be. There's precedent for this. We've used CFIUS before to unwind the purchase of Grinder based on having uh, connections back to a Beijing-based entity. India has banned TikTok across their entire country. So I think that's the right direction to go here. And CFIUS, of course, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. And James Dolan is now threatening to ban alcohol 
at New York Rangers hockey games. Dolan, of course, is the chairman of Madison Square Garden Entertainment. His threat in response to that state investigation into how he uses facial recognition at his properties to keep political enemies and people maybe he just doesn't like. The claim is out. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air number Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. In the newsroom, I'm Denise Pellegrini. This is Bloomberg. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis in Hong Kong, along with uh, Rashad Salat in Singapore. And our guest is Dana Doria, co-CIO and group president at EvestNet Solutions. Dana, the market action seems to be clouding this question about when is labor going to crack? Uh, the market might be sloughing that off, but, you know, is that coming? Should we be? Um, well, not yet. <laughs> we certainly just had another initial jobless claims falling uh, this week. So, yeah, I mean, look, at, and yet we do, of course, have all these headlines of layoff, particularly in the tech sector, but really you know, getting expansive headlines around layoffs. So, you know, these things, it's going to happen, right? It it happens with a lag. It it usually isn't immediate. It takes some time, you know, from the start of a a tightening cycle to start seeing, you know, real numbers in in terms of layoffs. But I I expect we get there. We know markets are leading indicators. Um, We're all all anticipating that there's decent odds of recession, if not um, this year, then certainly in the next couple years. So, um, yeah, I, I do think we're going to see that uh, it's not happening now. And I think a lot of the numbers that are coming in now are, you know, markets are kind of interpreting to mean, OK, the Fed is going to feel good about inflation peaking. Um, there's con- there's too much in the way of concerns about a recession. So, in fact, we will get the pivot. Um, and it's still early to be kind of trending that way, I think. Dana, the, I mean, we're talking about you know, a huge lag. This is unprecedented how long it's taking for monetary policy to be showing whether or not it has any efficacy. And, you know, on top of that, you look at the GDP figures. I know, as Doug was saying earlier, it's the backward-looking indicator. But certainly, if this this, uh, medicine's not working, um, well, what happens next? Uh, I don't know that I think it's not working. I I do think that, you know, think about how quickly those those rate hikes took place last year. I mean, just, you know, very sudden and abrupt. Um, And we are seeing inflation peaking, right? Wage growth, yes, that's that's remaining sticky. And I think that's where the concerns still are. But we're seeing a lot of signs that, you know, we have peaked on inflation elsewhere. And so, you know, to a certain extent, the Fed, yeah, go ahead. 
Well, I mean, I think the obvious question is, doesn't this mean that the Fed stays higher for longer? we got a lot more pain ahead. Oh, I, I, I don't think there's a question about that. I mean, I, you know, the, the thought that there's a pivot, or I shouldn't say there isn't a question. Um, that's too strong. But I would say that, you know, hike and hold is probably more likely than some sort of big pivot. Um, I think the, the Fed, you know, the good news is at least it looks pretty well priced in 25 basis points the next two meetings. And, you know, the market can kind of prepare, right? You know, investors know what's coming. It, it seems that at least the data gives the Fed the opportunity to not kind of have to react so um, unpredictably. But, but you know, that, so that's what the markets get. I don't think the markets get a pivot, at least until the second half of the year. Well, Dana, how does this then all play into your investment thesis? You know, I've said, um, I've always maintained kind of look over, be globally diversified, look overseas. I think we're seeing that, you know, kind of more than ever at the moment, right? So, and if, if you ever needed, you know, a, a good example of why you shouldn't sort of predict and say, well, you know, I mean, it wasn't long ago that everybody set up Europe's in for a terrible recession. Um, you know, the, the gas policy, the, the war between Russia and Ukraine is going to cause tremendous strain on the European economy. And now here we are, and it looks like Europe avoids recession altogether. Why? Because, mm. you know, the weather's mild, right? So what does that tell you about kind of taking your money out of half the global economy, um, you know, and, and staying U.S. only, uh, you know, based on just these predictions? So I do but, think valuations favor looking overseas at this point, if you haven't been already. And, and we're seeing that it would have paid off had you been doing that. Yeah, and particularly in China, you don't have um, higher interest rates, you have lower interest rates. But I want to go back to the Fed. If it's hanging its hat on the job market cracking, that could be very dangerous because it, it means that, you know, like if you look at the Visa and MasterCard data, spending is already slowing. That's actually what we want. We don't want job losses. We want the spending to slow down, the economy to slow down and not overheat. We don't actually want job losses, but they seem to want it. Yeah, it's but but that's such a um, very difficult needle to thread, right? The idea that you know um, you can sort of take us to a soft landing, that we're going to uh, tamp down demand, but we're not going to hit jobs. I think trying to engineer that puts the Fed in danger of a, sort of a stop and go policy that's worked out much worse in the past. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. 
Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.